We're all orienting our lives around something bigger than us all the time. I want to tell you some stories. Yeah. And I want to tell some stories about some people that actually lived out of this passage. Well, hello, hello. My name is Kyle Lee, and this is the Gardens and Empires podcast. This is uh, the University of New York, New Jersey region's podcast, and I am your friend and neighborhood media man and, and also your media production coordinator. The, when I say you're, I'm your friendly neighborhood media man, I'm like Spider-Man, but for media, and that means I'm like Peter Park, er, but except I'm Korean, so Peter Park, you know, you know. And I was just in Korea in January, and I got around to walk around Korea. I don't know if I actually walked around a park, but there are plenty of parks in Korea, so, and plenty of parking spots, it's great. Um, you know, I'm recording in my fiance's house, and she just, right behind me, and she just stare death daggers at me but you know because she hates that joke but it's okay it's okay we still love each other um and i'm here with my co-host steven rowe how are you steven hey i'm doing well i'm surprised that it's the first time your fiance's heard that joke and it's oh it's not it's not the way. first time oh <laughs> it's not a, the first time yeah that that was a humor <laughs> joke greetings one and all i am steven um i am on staff with InterVarsity in north carolina and I'm excited to be connected with Kyle and the IVED team with some remote work in New York. And I'm stoked to be on this podcast with students and faculty from Long Island. So would love for you all to say who you are, how you ended up here, what school you're at, and how you're feeling. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I'm a student leader at Hofstra. I'm vice president and just accepted to intern with um, InterVarsity my senior year, so woo, woo, really excited about that. Woo! Um, so excited about that. <laughs> um, so excited about that. Yeah, I'm from New York, born and raised, love it here. Um, I'm just really excited to be on this podcast. Uh, my name is Jack. I am also a Hofstra student. I'm serving as the treasurer and outreach coordinator at the chapter. Um, currently majoring in mechanical engineering. Uh, I'm going to be graduating in the fall. So going to figure out what we're going to do. And yeah, like Lauren said, really excited to uh, be part of this podcast. Awesome. Hey guys, I'm uh, Josh Palmieri and I work as a full-time web developer at Suffolk County Community College uh, in Selden on Long Island. And I have the amazing privilege of getting to be one of the faculty advisors for our InterVarsity chapter on campus. So I'm coming from the faculty, I guess, slash side, uh, staff side of things because I don't actually teach, but they call me faculty, which is kind of fun. And uh, yeah, super, super amped to be here with you guys. <laughs> Sweet. Kyle, were you gonna say something? I'm so sorry. I... No, no, I, I mean, really, really, it's just like, I'm excited that there's a person who's in media-esque things or like technology-based things that is technically staff, but is not, but kind of is. Mm. Cause that's just me. There we go. I feel, I feel like there I'm not go, alone Kyle. in this world, you know? It's not good for no, men to be no, alone. listen. <laughs> I'm convinced that every techie starts out thinking that we're all alone in our corner, writing code or trying to fix problems. And then we realize, oh, uh, there's other guys and girls out there doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay, anyway, go keep going, Stephen. Be oh, a host. I'm just, I'm just so glad that you you all were able to connect in this space with one another. It's very exciting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, we're we're connecting over a digital platform and medium. Speaking of digital platforms and mediums, this is a podcast, so we should talk about we should talk about what's going on. So we're going to do our regular segments, our staff signal, our um, 
our story time with Stephen and leaps of faith. But today we're also going to do, because the staff signal, we're going to try, I have to figure out what I'm going to make the sound drop for. Probably the Faculty Fortress and the Millennial Falcon flying into the galaxy of Gen Z. Our segments about introing our podcast, telling about who we are, what's going on, what's going on in ministry currently. And then at the very end, taking some of the stuff we're drawing away, some debriefs. Um, any other quick thoughts before we jump into our yeah, so this, uh, Staff Signal Millennial Falcon segment? Yeah, so this is a very special edition of the Gardens and Empires podcast. Um, we're going to hear about what ministry and life on campus was life uh, was like over the past couple months, and then how all that has abruptly changed in some pretty dramatic and substantial ways. And then we'll hear some stories of what, what students and faculty are doing to respond to that, how Jesus is showing up, uh, and ways that we can continue to partner with God in these in these unknown and uncertain times and trusting that God is at work and faithful and doing stuff. Apparently millennials as a generation are tough men. Fly casual. The millennials in Generation Z have the Peter Pan syndrome. They don't ever want to grow up. Leaders are asking the millennials, what do you want? To boldly go where no one has gone. All right, all right. That's that's one of my favorites because it has all the things I love. Star Trek, Star Wars, a bunch of people on TV talking about millennials. It's great. <laughs> but uh let, yeah, let's let's just uh, introduce ourselves in terms of like how did we get involved with InterVarsity? How, what why what, how, what college are we going to? But like why why did you go to that college? Um why are you working in the space that you're working? Um all that. Um but yeah, let's let's go in clockwise order. Clockwise order. So, start with Lauren, but we'll clockwise. Cool. Um, yeah, so I go to Hofstra University. I'm currently a junior. Um, I decided to go to Hofstra because my mom worked there and free tuition is a blessing. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I wanted to be connected to a Christian community because in high school, um, I was kind of the only Christian in my uh, friend group and things were crazy. So I kind of just wanted a community that I could connect to. Um, and then I found InterVarsity, fell in love with it, fell in love with the community, changed my life. Um, and ever since I have been leading as a freshman into my junior year. And yeah, I love InterVarsity. Um, I'm bad with directions, Kyle. Am I clockwise next after that? That, that would be counterclockwise, counterclockwise. So that would be, it would be Josh oh, okay. next, Josh next. How did you get into uh, your particular position? Um, why, why did you partner with InterVarsity? Because you're a faculty partner with one of us, one of the faculty advisors. Why partner with InterVarsity? Why not just, you know, slave away in IT, you know? Awesome. All right, great. Yeah, so uh, I've been at Suffolk for about 18 months now. And um, uh, previously to that, I worked a couple of other jobs. I was working at Stony Brook University for a bit, doing the same thing, web development, and before that, working at Nikon. But um, I mean, ever since I was young, so I'm, I'm 30 now, I've got a family, I've got a three-year-old and my amazing wife. So we're doing life together. And, um, you know, obviously providing for the family is a big thing, right? That's a, that's a big call of God on my life. But um, uh, since a very early age, I just felt the call of God on my life in a ministry capacity. So um, it was about a year ago that my wife and I had a set of friends come up and stay with us for a couple days and they themselves are full-time missionaries. They've like, they've done the thing, like they've lived overseas. They've just like lived it all out, right? I've personally never done that, but I've always been inspired by someone who's done that. 
And I've always recognized that God always had like something for me to plant to, to hear in my community to say like, hey, just like if we're overseas in missions, like wherever there are people, like there's opportunity for them to know Jesus, right? And so like very quickly, just coming into Suffolk, I found that we had a Christian presence on campus, uh, got in touch with my colleague, John Brockman, amazing, amazing uh, faculty member there and such a heart for the students and, you know, just kind of started to take the temperature and see what was going on on campus, you know? And then uh, over the course of time, we started to co-advise the club together, um, leading to this past semester, having uh, Sharon from InterVarsity, Sharon uh, Ethan, come on board. And she is amazing with our students. Our student leaders are, are just phenomenal and just lit up on fire for Jesus. I get inspired just by hanging around them and, um, you know, just, just trying to be the piece of the puzzle that God has me in our community right now, because um, as I'm sure we could all say, you know, God's doing so much, but yet he wants to do so much more, especially in such a time of uncertainty right now, but that there's so much opportunity on the table for us to say, all right, Lord, what are you saying? How do you want me to be a part of the story? So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So um, I chose Hofstra kind of because that's, one of the only places I got in and um, they had a great engineering program and I knew that was uh, a path that I wanted to go down. So chose chose Hofstra for that reason. Um, got involved with InterVarsity halfway through my freshman year um, and hadn't been a Christian up until that point, but um, just started to, started to get more involved, just started to come to, to small groups and, and large groups and stuff like that. And uh, was just able to learn a lot more about who Jesus is and who he really is, like, counter to what I've learned, you know, for my first, like, 18 years of life. Um, it was really cool to get to know him more and to finally say, like, finally say yes to him and, like, become a follower, like, at the end of my freshman year at uh, Basilea. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty wild ride after that um definitely been growing in a lot of areas and learning a lot of new things and um yeah i'm excited to see what god has in store for for this you know whatever's going on right now so uh excited to, to see what we're gonna do yeah yeah and so yeah i would love to hear some of what is what's been going on the past couple months and then what has changed in like the last four days and what like how 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 do you how do you feel um as as students and as as faculty who are you know on a, like so much of life happens on campus and now campus is closed so what is what has that been like um and you know what are some things that that Jesus has begun to do earlier in the semester um that are like that are having to evolve and change, right? Like because of this, or maybe they're, maybe Jesus is like, yeah, the same thing is still happening. It just looks different. So yeah, his last four days, like the, I think about the intro to Avatar on Nickelodeon, right? Like in one day, the four nations dwelt in harmony and then everything changed when the fire nation invaded, right? So everything has changed. Yep, everything changed when the coronavirus attacked. Yeah, so Josh, what is what has that been like at Suffolk? for you so for uh, all right so for me i'll take a step back and just kind of say it's it's a pertinent point so last week um you know as everything started going down my wife and i we just traveled to israel 
So like that was the first time us going there. Uh, all that to say, I mean, I could talk for three hours and share stories with you guys of like what God did for us personally and just walking where Jesus walked was amazing. Um, but I think one of the one of the biggest miracles about that trip was that he brought us back safely and we got back like just as things were starting to really amp up and get crazy. So all that to say, I actually have been out of the office for like over two weeks now. And so I, you know, I've been keeping in touch remotely with students, um, especially our student leaders and, and Sharon and John, we use GroupMe on, on uh, you know, to, to communicate. And so just kind of taking the temperature. So from what I can gather, there's just a lot of uncertainty. And um, I think this applies everywhere, but there's um, specifically uncertainty for how to how to deal, right? How to deal with this thing on an individual level, but also like as a college. And so obviously, uh, as I'm sure many of you or all of you are aware and you guys you know, taking classes, things are shifting online, right? And so I know there's a lot of uncertainty with like things like that, um, being in a different medium in a different environment, you know? Um, I mean, I am encouraged because like, you know, we have an amazing team of IT folks at the college and they're working really hard to get things online. Um, but, uh, you know, God is going to use it for good. And, and we know that for sure. And I think it's just about encouraging each other through this time and, um, and being here for each other. Sweet. Well, Josh, I, I'm encouraged here. I'd love to hear like what, it, what has been like a, a highlight from your trip in Israel. And then are there any ways that like that's continuing to grow here in a very different context? Yeah, sure. Sure, Stephen. Uh, on a personal level or just kind of applied to daily uh, club life and things like that? Either whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, oh, man, there was so many experiences from Israel. Um, let me just ask for the rest of you guys on the podcast. Have you ever been to Israel? Yes. All right. So Stephen has. Right. So that's amazing. It's it's totally transformational to walk the places that Jesus was. And um, I think one of my most um, most amazing moments was just being on the Sea of Galilee, uh, the same sea that Jesus walked on, right? And he called his disciples. They were fishermen. And so, that, like, they lived, that was their livelihood, like, largely at that sea, which is technically a big lake, a big body of water. But for us being on there, they brought us out on the boat, and um, and they started playing the song Oceans by Hillsong. And I'm sure everyone knows that, right? Everyone knows Oceans. And uh, they, they were playing the version that Hillsong actually set sail on this very boat. And they recorded that song on this. So just like more than that, like like Hillsong was here, but Jesus was here. Like Jesus walked on this water. And so just kind of like downloading all of that and saying, Lord, like, wow. Like for me, I've known for, I mean, basically all my life growing up in church, I've known the stories. I've known that Jesus came and died for my sins, right? I, I went to school from K to 12, Christian school. It was amazing, you know, amazing experience. But then for me, turning into college and kind of owning that myself, you know, like I hear from uh, so many students and just going through that journey and saying, you know what, like life is hard outside of the bubble. Like, what, what does this look like? You know, Jesus, who are you really? I, I kind of know about you from the pages. But so this uh, for me, you know, I mean, fast forward for me being in college 10 years ago, you know, God just continually works in our life, you know. So these stories, just being on that Sea of Galilee and just worshiping to that song was just, it was an amazing moment. It felt so surreal, but it was so very real. And um, God just speaking like, hey, just lay down the things in your heart, lay down the things and uncertainties 
in your heart because I think, um, and I think this is a point that just applies to the whole season that we're in in general, whether it's club or life. Um, but if we can embrace the fact that we don't have control, that God is sovereign and he's in control, but to embrace those uncertainties, I think we're going to find a lot more freedom and joy and also see the opportunities before us uh, that we're not so fixed and focused on fear or, you know, expecting something to be the certain way. Like, as we know, life is turned upside down right now, but I, I believe God wants to turn that for good as our focus is in the right place. So it, yeah, amazing experience and, uh, you know, so, some stuff that we can all apply in our lives. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, Josh. That's really, I think definitely something to, to sit with and allow to, to begin to form us. I think as someone who's often like, I wish I could be in control of everything all the time. Um, this is, this is a reminder on a really, really huge scale that I'm not in control, but also on, on, on the much more like mundane day to day things that I do think I'm in control of. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm not. And there, there's some invitation, um, to, yeah, what would it look like to trust Jesus with, with this smaller thing today would be, yeah, I, I imagine there was much formation and much freedom there for me and for other people. It's exciting. Um, yeah, Jack, Jack and Lauren, what has Hofstra been like the last couple months? Um, what has God been up to in the chapter and in your lives? And how does the, the Fire Nation showing up right now? How's that affecting you on a personal level? And how's it affecting the chapter? And yeah, what's going on? Um, yeah, so last, uh, last couple months at Hofstra have definitely, uh, definitely been interesting. I think there's been a lot of like, people just been going through a lot of like personal stuff with God and just like been growing in their own ways with God. Um, I think that uh, a lot of the leaders are, have definitely been like learning just a lot of new things about themselves and um, about who God is. And um, yeah, the teams that we have have definitely like been growing and um, yeah, as you know, being an outreach coordinator, I've definitely seen outreach like take leaps and bounds in um, where it was in the beginning of the year to where it was at the beginning of the semester. Um, and that's been really cool. Um, we've definitely like, I guess, amped up our, our efforts in that. And we've definitely like seen the fruit of that and um, just been able to talk to so many people during like the NSO season, which was like the first six weeks. And um yeah, so, but yeah, and then, you know, once this all came out, um, it was kind of like surreal that it was actually happening because we didn't really know like what to do and um, everyone was kind of like scrambling and, you know, we didn't have class last week, so we were trying to figure out what to do with that, but um, yeah, still trying to figure it out, um, definitely uh, have some some sort of plans in the, in the works, but um yeah, I'll, I'll let I'll let Lauren uh, continue as I recollect my thoughts. Yeah, so um, God's definitely been at work at Hofstra. Um, we've definitely had some highs and some lows going on, but um, personally, for me, it's been the hardest year <laughs> as as a leader. But it's been the one of most growth, and that's usually uncomfortability comes with growth. And um, I'm someone who loves I I. Part of, if I'm not in class, I'm either doing something for InnoVarsity, and it's just because I love pouring in my time. 
So now with this going on, when I when we first found out that we were not on campus or they were canceling it for a week because they had a scare about someone actually testing positive or negative, they sent out results for Hofstra. We canceled like, I think we were one of the first schools to cancel for that week and we didn't know if we were going to cancel and go online permanently. But I went through like a range of emotions. It's like, first it was like, yes, I don't have to take my anatomy test on Wednesday. Um, and then it went to, wait, what does this mean? Because I'm an ambivert and I get my energy from people, but I also need my alone time. And so I've had like an extended amount of alone time now. And now I'm kind of just like, I don't know, a whole semester is going to be like doing this. Um, and then I started thinking about primarily one of my favorite things what I know God has gifted me with this outreach and evangelism as my gift and not being able to talk to people like one-on-one on campus is like, it scares me a lot. Um, Jack and I were actually talking and we were like, we, <laughs> we like joke around about like how sometimes, you know, we like do outreach and we love it. And some, but sometimes we like, don't view it as like, that could have been our last time doing a proxy or that could have been our last time on campus doing something. And we were just like, what we would give to go at Hofstra right now and have a pro like being able to like talk to our campus. Um, that's, it's been a crazy realization of like, wow, like how privileged are we to like be able to even spread the gospel or have the conversations we were having. Um, being vice president primarily, it's like one of my biggest like roles is to make sure that my, the leaders, the other leaders at Hofstra have a place to use um, whether that be large group or outreach or like, and now everything is kind of changing. Um, so it's a process that I had to really personally like pray about because in the beginning when I heard, I was definitely disappointed. And I was just like, I started thinking of all the things that we had planned for the semester. Like we had a worship night plan. I'm like, oh, that's not happening. Or this is not happening. That's not happening. And I quickly realized that like disappointment is something that the devil uses to keep people down. Um, and so dealing with that, like being okay with the emotion that I feel, but also recognizing that it's, that God is going to use this and he's not like shocked about what's happening. He's obviously aware. Um, something that really hit me was that this is like a trial that literally the whole world is going through at the same time. Um, and I don't know about you, but that blew my mind. Cause I'm like, this is something where people and especially Christians are all walking through this trial at the same time and we have an opportunity here to really bear that burden for each other bear that burden uh, with each other um, so it's like this weird feeling of like I don't know what's going to happen but also like comfort in knowing that God is in control and also like quite honestly there's going to be a lot of discipline that's needed for me to even have like a new schedule a discipline for me to even like the first couple of days, my quiet time was like, I'm so used to having a schedule. And I was just like, I have too much time now. Like I can either like waste my time and be lazy or I can discipline myself to still spend the time fruitfully for God. Um, but yeah, like just the realization that ministry looks different now in this season, but it's still ministry and it's still valuable. And something that we've been doing at Hofstra is I put down like, to like really power, empower the leaders. Like I put down a number on the whiteboard every day to count down the amount of days till graduation. And we were like counting down and every day we would come together and we would just motivate each other like that. And like, I went back down to the, I went back to the countdown on my phone. And like today we have 62 days till graduation. 
Um, but that number doesn't change. Like there's still 62 days to make Jesus known at Hofstra and like just realizing that like the mission is still the same. If not, I think it's greater because now people are panicked and worried and they are feeling like there's no hope in the world. Um, but I'm even thinking of when this is over, this will be the ultimate example for evangelism to be like, yeah, when COVID happened, you felt this and that, but there's this and that. So it's just like, there's there's so much opportunity here that I'm trying not to focus on the disappointment and stay in that place. But I'm really excited for um, the new ways that God's going to use this time. Mm. That's really exciting, Lauren. Slash, maybe you should come and consider coming on staff with InterVarsity. Oh, wait! <laughs> you already did! Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> okay, like, uh, there's a... With all the all the stuff that's going on campus, that's really awesome. Um, I'm excited to hear what, what you guys are saying and hearing about all this. But also, we're now all kind of stuck at home or in our dorm room or in our apartment. We can't go out too much. We have to kind of... You know, there's social distancing, etc. So, completely outside of the context of ministry, what like is a great if I like I'm I'm I don't watch any TV, so like I need to do something now. What what TV show are you watching? What movie are you rewatching? What video game are you playing? And then what are you doing to socially distance yourself? Or or do you believe in social distancing? What, what what's what's going on in that regard? Um, let, let's go in that same order. So Josh, Jack, Lauren. Cool. So obviously a different space of life than you guys. So like any free time I have, I'm like with my daughter and my wife. So we're doing family time. So like today I, you know, I took a break. I was working inside and then I just went outside with my daughter, Ellie. She's going to be three in May. And um, so she's, she's so much fun and she thinks she can do everything. So she teaches me like how to throw the ball and it's, it's just, it's just fun. So we have a blast. So she, she takes up all the time. So, but beyond that, you know, working out a little bit more and, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, time goes fast. <laughs> As you get older and older, time goes fast. And um, and I, I know that like God just showed me really fast. I love what Lauren, what you were saying about just looking at the opportunity of it. Because I'm not looking at this like uh, for me in, the, in my space of life. Like I'm like, wow, I, I have plenty to do. Like I'm working remotely for the college. I'm doing that stuff. Um, you know, I've got ministry stuff like that you know to do that stuff too but uh try trying to find the fun stuff and just just play with the family that that's it for me um yeah it's definitely been tough to adjust a little bit to uh now having yeah this immense amount of of time uh still figuring out how i'm gonna like learn the material that i still need to learn for school um so trying to set some time aside to do that but yeah just been like rewatching the office because like you know i don't know when they're gonna take it off netflix so i gotta i gotta watch it again <laughs> dude oh my gosh did you listen to the the office ladies podcast where they they recap every episode with pam and angela it's amazing i i have to look into that i've heard that that's really entertaining yeah it's amazing oh my gosh they get all the people on there like they talk to dwight about um like all like the fire or they talk to like uh, they they ask questions like of Steve Carell about the injury where he grills his foot because he wants bacon in the morning. Like, ugh, what what else do you want in your life? Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta look into that. Um, but yeah, other than that, just like trying to get back into like some physical fitness and been running a little more. So hopefully, can uh, use this time effectively for that too. 
Um, funny enough, The Office is my favorite show, so that's exactly what I was gonna suggest to do because that's just the right answer, just saying. Um, but I also picked up a book and I actually was reading on Saturday. I'm like, wow, I have so much time. I can. You read for fun in college. I know. What? I'm like, that's what? crazy. Yeah. So the other thing I'm doing is honestly, I've just been on FaceTime with a lot of people and just keeping connections. Um, our friend Q, we had to drop her to the airport and she lives in Cali and like, she's a senior. So I was expecting to spend all this time with her. Um, but we're still doing it now through FaceTime and we have so much time to do it. Um, but yeah, I listening to music is the other thing. Rearranging my playlist, looking looking through new songs is primarily what I spend my time doing. Um, yeah. Okay, like top 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 two most recent songs that got to a prominent place on your playlist. Oh man. Oh, let's see. Okay. Ecclesia. Okay, Ecclesia is his. Okay, he's like a new artist. Um. He's very unique and different, but, like, he's all about that, like, I don't know. He's just he's just up and coming, not that well-known. And Montel Fish, another not well-known, but really awesome. Both Ooh. of those artists. Um, really H- hipster. Songs. Hipster, hipster. <laughs> yeah. They're really good. Yeah. My, so my wife and I have are beginning to rewatch The West Wing on Netflix, which is gold if you have never seen it. If you're not familiar with the show, it's like a fictional White House with a president Jed Bartlett and a staff of adorable and lovable most of the time characters. Other times they drive you crazy, but it's like it, it, it brings you. You know, every episode is like this thing is happening, and you see the the daily life of people in the White House. And so there's 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 that aspect, but also like the writing is incredible on the show. Like it's the the dialogue is very very snappy, and there's even some episodes where they're they're like we're worried about this outbreak thing happening, and then it hits a little too close to home. Um, but it's, it's that that's been a, a good use of good use of our Netflix time. I think I think for me like the one thing that that Hope has been watching that I've been like Ugh, we're watching this I guess is Love Is Blind not not into it. Oh, but, Kyle, shut that down, man. You get, yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, hey, she she you, she says you just got engaged. Like, set an example. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop. She 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 was like, all right. And she was like, I gotta watch it. And I was like, all right. I watched an episode or two with her, and then she she watched the rest, and I watched the last episode with her. You know, spend some time with each other. But uh, I did like watching like Next in Fashion. That was pretty fun. Um, that's on Netflix too. That one's with with Tan France and uh, giving you fashion advice and stuff. I, I mean, I love those types of shows. So it's pretty exciting. Um, I, I oh. you know how on Netflix you're like scrolling and then mm-hmm. without consent it will just start playing like this is what oh, the, yeah. the thing oh, yeah. you're, oh, you're yeah. hovering on is. It's very frustrating and it did that to me for Love Is Blind and I saw these people in these like coffin elevator things like rising to their side just like I can't do this like th- yeah. Dude, there there are some people on there who drive you insane. There was this one moment where this guy like Carlton does like he he like. Like he's like a seeming, he's seeming like a nice guy, and then he like gets really afraid, and he reverts all the way back to his toxic masculinity ways, and he gets and he like kicks himself off the show, and I was like, what is going on? And that's when I stopped watching. Uh, but <laughs> it was a it was a time it was a time. It's an interesting take on The Bachelor, though, for sure, on a more from a media, more media perspective. If you like The Bachelor, you should probably watch watch Love Is Blind. It's pretty it's pretty good in that respect. And now story time with Steven. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of speaking of storytelling that is that we I don't like, let's let's switch to storytelling that I do like. Let's go um, already kind of into our story time with Steven segment. We're already kind of there. Um, and we got to keep this podcast moving along, but. Um, yeah, so uh, because all the college campuses are, are online, we are we as university and ministry are also completely trying to go online. Um, and uh, you two guys as students just got to hang out with us and brainstorm some stuff. Um, but, you know, like, just talk to me about that. Like, what, what's that been experience been, been like, um, like so far? Like, what are you excited about with this whole digital media thing that we're trying to do? Um, over Zoom calls and a bunch of other stuff with our ministry? Um, I think it's just the creativity that's coming out and seeing, like, our first response was, like, what are we going to do? Our second response, um, getting together. Like, we had a – even today's meeting where we met with a bunch of Long Island uh, school students was so encouraging to see that there's that many students who are willing and in, are interested in how we can make this work as a community. Um, it's – it's it's gonna be really unique um one thing that like during our core team meeting that we had on friday so i was like guys i know this might sound weird and might sound uncomfortable what if we started a youtube channel um so i was like what if um us as guide group leaders yeah like what if we channeled we we made videos about what we're learning about god we gave challenges to our chapter um steven you suggested like q cooking like i Q's a baker, a phenomenal baker. So I was like, what if she made videos on how to do that? Or people could even to tap into musical worship because we didn't know how that was going to work, could make covers and we could still support our chapter and post that online, um, which would not only reach our chapter, but reach a bunch of people. Um, so getting really creative and also out of our comfort zones, um, like the YouTube idea. And I said it and I was just like, I know this sounds weird, but people have been really receptive and open to the newness of things. Um, but also, like, we have an opportunity to connect with people through social media that um, we probably haven't been reaching out to as intentionally because we hadn't really needed to. But, um, yeah, it's really cool to see the diverse ways that we're going to start um, reaching out to people and just the environment where we can literally just have ideas, even if they sound crazy or not, and it be accepted and welcoming and um yeah, we've even, we talked about with um, Stephen Benz, our staff worker, we talked about, um, he was saying, like, we all cook meals from home, and we just eat together and talk about why we cook this traditional meal, or, like, we're going to have movie nights where we just watch a movie um, through a website, but all together still. So, um, it's been a good space to just be creative. It's definitely be, been hard to think about um, I know a lot of people are really like, what are you going to do about outreach and reaching out to new people? Because my fear and concern is only with people who are not in our chapter, not, don't feel comfortable with our chapter already. Like going on a Zoom call is kind of high investment of like, um, you want people you're comfortable with. So it concerns me and it scares me a bit. Um, but it's an, again, another opportunity for intentionality because um, you have to reach out to your friends in order to invite them um but yeah my request for prayer for really all leaders and student leaders and campus is um prayers that we don't get discouraged um prayers that we have continued like fire to want to make jesus known and that um, we would be reminded that the mission doesn't change um even if the circumstances do 
Yeah, um, like Lauren said, it's been really exciting to see what creative ideas we get to come up with, like ways to um, how to host this how to host a small group over zoom or how to host a large group over zoom things like that um and even community events um that's been cool to, to hear ideas about that um and, you know testing out what works and what doesn't um i think it's i think it's gonna like this is obviously gonna be a test of like you know who's like are we are we gonna let this like are we going to let this like affect the ministry? Like, are we going to let this like pull us down? Cause it could, it would probably, it would be very easy to just say like, uh, you know, like we're just home right now. Like, I mean, I don't even know. Like, it just feels like we're on, it doesn't even feel like school is happening right now. Like it, we're going to be home and it like, it doesn't even feel like we're school is still going to be going on. Um, so it would be very easy to just like, say you know yeah let's just like not do anything because like we're all at home and like we just don't like really need to do anything um and i you know i don't want that to be the case because there's still like so much that we could be able to do it's just going to look a lot different um so definitely seeing like who's gonna you know step up and like you know take initiative and getting other people excited and motivated to um continue in the ministry is going to be interesting to see um, and going to be a challenge, but, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, like Lauren said, just pray for, for motivation and that we don't lose heart because of the current situation. And just, um, obviously for the safety of everyone at Hofstra and hopefully we'll be able to, um, get back on campus at some point. Also, I heard from, I believe from the Long Island team, they give us, they told us that like, I think they've seen the most amount of people throughout the semester except Jesus within this week and it's been over the phone and been through calls so it's like God is still at work he's still present it just looks different and we have to be adaptable to it um, but that gave me so much encouragement because I was like okay like it looks different but God is still working so if people are accepting Jesus over the phone um, I don't know that makes me super happy and, and excited for what's going to come. Yeah, in our region, about I think it's been at least one student um, per day in terms of the amount. Like there, it's not always like every day a student is coming to faith. Though I think it's almost that. It's but it, like we've had students come to faith like every day, and that number has jumped up even more. I believe in those last couple of days because of the craziness. Um, or there was a student I read a story about in I think Manhattan who like came into the small group and was like I. I don't know what's going on, but I need God right now. And then they led in the faith in like 45 minutes. And there they were, right? But, you know, the the great, um, like, it's kind of the stripping away of, like, all the nice little things we get, right? like, when it comes to, like, campus life, regular life, um, like, being able to go to the grocery store, being able to go out to, to go, to, go, to, go to a restaurant, being able to hang out with your friends, stuff that you, like, take for granted um, is stripped away. Then what you got? What do you got? Jesus. And, yeah, so that's pretty cool for sure. Yeah, and Josh, what has been exciting for you about um, the situation? What's been hard, and like, what are ways that we can be praying for you as a faculty? Um, kind of yeah, getting a yeah. different angle, different slice of um, totally, totally what's being affected well, I mean, on first, campus. Yeah, first I'll just say, I mean, I'm just so excited to hear from you guys, from uh, Lauren, Jack, from you guys, and, and for all the students out there to see your guys' passion and pursuit of Jesus especially in this time when, when there's so much uncertainty. And uh, 
Lauren, you spoke a lot to this too, just about the opportunity that's before each and every one of us with our spaces of life, but then coming into this, you know, co-laboring work of, you know, being part of club on campus, into varsity, whatever Jesus is doing through it. And uh, it, it really is about being open for these new creative pathways, right? And so I'm so encouraged and inspired to see. So if I, you know, if in any way I can just be an encouragement right now to every student listening, just keep pressing on, you know, God knows it looks different. And we know that his grace abounds when, when we're weak, he is strong. Right. And, um, the one thing that he, God showed me very clearly, like at the onset of this whole thing, once everything started going down and some people were like, ah, it's just like the flu. It's not that big deal. Um, but I kind of felt very early on, God was hinting at me and saying like, Hey, this is a time when all of our faith is going to be put to the fire. And this is an amazing time because this is when it becomes real. You know, this is when I have friends at church coming to me and saying, hey, you know, so-and-so was talking to me and they were like, you know, how could God allow this if he's so good? Like, why did, why did, why do you praise God, you know, even when this is happening? So like you guys are saying, the door is wide open, you know? And so I just, just encourage you, you know, in, um, in your personal pursuits for, um, you know, looking for consistency and schedule, like it looks different for all of us, you know, it looks different for me, you know, trying to work around the house with, a three-year-old running around and I'm asking God for grace and, <laughs> you know, and, and we're, we're, we're going through it in, in different ways, you know, but just excited about that. You know, I, I tend to be, uh, I'm grateful that God's given me the, the spirit of optimism, I like to say, uh, but there really is so much opportunity and uh, to bring it home for us at Suffolk, uh, our student leaders are amazing, Tori, Rachel, John, and working with Sharon and, you know, doing the same stuff that it sounds like you guys are doing. And I'm sure you're meeting all together as well and saying, hey, how do we how do we approach this creatively, uh, creatively and, um, you know, use these online channels and methods and um, stay connected. You know, I think that's the that's the biggest part. You know, for me, in, in my perspective, my job as faculty is is to encourage, to inspire and to be here, you know, and that's for any any student, really anywhere, you know, any person. Um, but I have my one-on-ones where I'm checking in saying like, Hey, how are you doing with this? You know, um, let's talk about the real stuff. You know, we can talk about the question, like, why does God allow this? You know, I, I used to be intimidated by questions like that, you know, and in my journey of faith, I've learned like that, that's where it happens, man. We got to We got to face that for real and say, no, I know it's because, you know, well, I don't know the list of reasons why it's happening. But I know my good Jesus and I've spent time with him and I've seen him. So when somebody says that to me, like, why God, why? It's like, it's almost like if, if um, my brother, uh, who's like my best friend, right? If I hear he went and did something crazy, he punched so-and-so in the face or whatever he did. Like, I am naturally going to come and rally behind him, even if it sounds like the thing that happened was wrong. And I'm not saying like God sent this because he, he didn't like, but he allows things sovereignly. But there's a reason, and you guys are the hands and feet of Jesus on campus. We all are. Um, but just be encouraged by that. Like, man, God is God is moving so strongly, and um, you know, I don't know exactly what that looks like for us at Suffolk right now in terms of uh, the creative methods. But the students are planning, they're talking, and um, and it's going to be good. And then, Josh, any ways that we can specifically be praying for you and other faculty in a in a time like this? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I think, um, you know, for, for the faculty in general, just, um, I guess, clarity and sanity of mind, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of how, you know, God says to us, and we know the word, but God has given us not a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And so 
um, I'm praying on the faculty end, like, uh, yeah, for, for us as faculty advisors to know with wisdom um, how to counsel and how to guide um, and how to speak a word of wisdom, knowing that, like, I'm not God, <laughs> but I'm grateful to have a position where, you know, I, I'm taking some life experience and saying, like, hey, let's approach this thing together. Here's here's some wisdom on it. But also to throw out there the uh, non-believing faculty that we have on campus, I'm just praying that um, they see the light of Christ um, you know, not, not physically on campus in our students since campuses are very empty, but there's still administrative faculty that have to show up. Um, so just I, a soundness of heart and mind with, uh, you know, people like that still needing to carry out their daily jobs and go out and about. Kyle, I think it would be great if we could capture some of the, the different prayer requests that, that everyone has shared so that we can send them to other students and other faculty. Um, Josh, just you being here is like a, a miraculous and exciting and like life generating thing for me. I remember when I was on staff on Long Island, we did prayer walks at Suffolk. Um, we got to connect with Professor Brockman and with Three Village Church is around there. And so just getting to, I, I remember like driving to campus, like on an icy snowy morning, knowing like zero people and me and Sharon and Boaz were, we were walking around having conversations with people and I remember that we, we somehow wound up in some back office talking to some very important HR person or in someone related to student life and then there there's a there's a sense of warmness and openness there and then by the time I, I left in the summer I didn't know of any like fellowship sort of coming together, but it seems like that really has happened. And knowing that there were, and being able to see the like some of the seeds that were planted, and how Jesus has been faithful to grow and harvest that, and then how you know you're here and partnering with the with the ministry is is just incredible to see. You know the fact that in the midst of a large scale you know international crisis. There are students across campuses joyfully being like, how can we collaborate in new ways? Like, it's literally asking, like, how can we make more work for ourselves so that we can serve other people well? Which is an incredible thing if I think to myself as a college student and my relationship with work at the time is wild. And then there's people like you, Lauren, who are like, you know what? This would be a great time to make a significant commitment into campus ministry vocationally. Like, let's do it. Yeah, um, it is. Great time. I mean, it's always a good idea to say yes to Jesus, to whatever he invites you to. So um, it I just brings me a lot of joy and excitement to hear the different ways that God is at work in each of your unique contexts. And it's been a, a gift to get to hear that on the podcast. And I think it'll be a huge encouragement to a number of other people as well. Yeah, I think without further ado, we can we can conclude unless anyone else has like a burning thought that they got to share. But if you're good, just give me a thumbs up and then we can close it out. Could I just share a quick, um, just a scripture that goes straight along with what uh, Lauren was sharing before? Yes, a scripture. I mean, Let's I don't it. really like scripture. We don't like scripture here at university. Oh, Kyle, this is not, don't even joke about that. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so along the lines of um, Lauren, like you were saying before, like we're in this together, you know, as the body of Christ. Um, let me just read it because uh, I can ramble, but the word speaks for itself. First uh, Peter chapter five, verses six through nine. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 
Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And now, obviously, Paul was talking about a different type of suffering, but we can apply that to our lives so easily right now. So just be encouraged. We're in this together. You know, you guys as students, just continue to stay connected and um, just let the Lord fight the battle for you as you as you pray, as you worship, as you move forward in unity and the creative ways that he's leading you to do. Hey, we we had all yes, these. We yes, had, and amen. We had all these other plans Make to like wrap so. up a podcast and like do all these nice little transitions, but you know what? What, what a great idea! Let's just read scripture to end our time. Well, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought of that myself, guys. Oh I'm man. Really humble too. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is our episode of the Gardens and Empires podcast. You can check us out on patreoncom ived. Check out ived.life and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ived ived life and. Uh, Check us all out and you can listen to more of our podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you, wherever podcasts are sold and not sold because they're, they're mostly just free. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and wash your hands. Yes, please. please. Lord Jesus, give us clean hands. So, Touch your face. Give us pure Warm hearts. Warm water. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Yeah, give us clean hands. Re- guys, refiner's fire. We're all orienting our lives around something bigger than us all the time. 